Welcome to Chattachesis. I'm your host, Deacon Matt Hallback, PhD, and I'm also a deacon of the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. I'm your host of Chattachesis, a podcast series for clergy that helps them find creative and fresh ways to share the gospel message and promote missionary discipleship. This episode is brought to you by Christ in Us and Sadlier's bilingual program, Cristo in Nosotros. All children are introduced to seven strands of spirituality by some of the giants in the Catholic mystical tradition. Start your journey now at sadlierreligion.com forward slash CIU. Good to be with my guest today, which is Father Francisco Quiros from the Diocese of Laredo. Father is the chancellor there. And I'll tell you what, before he introduces himself, I want to say he is one of the most patient people I've ever met because we had so many problems with sound to try to make this episode happen. You know, when you're trying to do something to glorify God, sometimes the evil one tries to get involved and mess things up. But Father was so patient. And so I just wanted to give him that little shout out. Thank you for your patience, Father. And would you say a little bit about yourself to our audience? Sure, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me to be participating in this podcast and continue evangelizing through these new ways, you know. So, and sure, so I'm Father Francisco Quiroz from the Diocese of Laredo. So this is my seventh year as a priest. I'm originally from Mexico, but I came here to the United States in 2009. So to continue my priestly formation at Assumption Seminary in San Antonio and continue my theology studies at Aubrey School of Theology. Well, so as we mentioned, so I'm now the, the chancellor for the diocese at the same time in charge for all the ministries of here, the diocese. I was just going to ask, so, uh, you know, it's interesting when someone's a chancellor, uh, their job description is different in every single diocese. <laughs> so for you, what, yeah. what, is it, what is it like to be a chancellor? Well, it, I have been busy, but yeah, this is really uh, to be uh, always in, in communication with the bishop, helping the bishop and with the archives at the same time with all the, all related with, with, the, with the courier. So as a moderator of, of the courier, so I'm continue with, with those uh, roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, I continue with the previous assignments that are part of, of the, all the ministries, you know, so to be uh, overview all the ministries to continue evangelizing. So that's a lot of uh, administration, a lot of responsibilities. How's your stress level, Father? <laughs> yeah, for now it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes, especially in the beginning of each semester, is when really I need to work out and do something. <laughs> and I want to say, too, for a little historical context for our listeners, this, this uh, episode is being recorded shortly after Texas was hit hard by ice storms and had uh, some very incredibly low temperatures. And it sounds now like the people in your area in Laredo are beginning to recover. Is that right, Father? Yes, that's correct. So we have a hard time last week. And because the majority of of the communities, they were without uh, power and water. So, but thanks God, and and actually food. So, but uh, thanks God now this week, it looks like we're coming back to the normal. So thanks, God. Praise God, indeed. So let's jump into it. And let's just talk generally first, and then we'll get more specific. But just in general, uh, what is the diocese doing right now to help uh, share the gospel message, to help young people, older people encounter Jesus, uh, particularly in this difficult time when we can't get together, we can't gather as much as we'd like? Uh, What's your diocese doing to meet those challenges? 
Yes, yeah, so for, for now, what we're doing is uh, we're using all the, the social media in order to continue uh, bringing this uh, good news to the communities, especially let's start with, with the Office of Sacramento Preparation, where we're in communication with the catechists, so where they receive information and retreats, uh, reflections, so, and then also they continue in communication with parents and, and the children and the youth, those who are preparing to receive the Sacrament of First Communion Reconciliation and uh, Confirmation. So some of them, they, they continue this communication through using the, the different platforms. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, those areas, uh, because in, in, in our area as diocese, where a mission diocese means that uh, we have a, a, a lot of rural areas where there is no, sometimes there is no internet, uh, there is no uh, access to, to what is uh, internet. So, and that's why, even though they have those limitations, we continue evangelizing and we pre- uh, prepare and offer the information to the parents that they can uh, cultivate what is the domestic church, means that they can evangelize, and the catechist is in communication with the parents, and the parents, they are forming and helping their children to have this encounter with the Lord uh, through the sessions. So and place, uh, that's what we learned. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay, uh, just, to add, just a question about that. So in those especially rural areas that might not have, um, you know, Wi-Fi or wireless or internet capabilities. So um, is it a lot of phone calls from the diocese or from the parish to parents? Is it writing letters? Is it sending mail to them with resources so they can continue, say, sacramental prep? What, what's that like? Yeah, so in those areas, uh, mainly is uh, with calls. Uh, so the catechist, and what, who is the director for religious education for children in that area, they're in communication with the catechist and the catechist with the, with the parents. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and well, so that's in the way we keep that communication from the office of Sacramento Preparation. We try to be in communication with with the with the DRE, with with the director of religious education, so to see how developing how they continue uh, this encounter, uh, this communication with with the kids, uh, and of course with with the parents. And in some places, like the the pastors, also they have this contact with with the parishioners. So and in some parishes that they have this. Uh, the the pastor is the one who is calling the the parents just to to be sure that uh, they're going they're okay first and second. So how how the improvement of of the children and in, in the sessions for for CCD. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everyone like you say uses social media these days, and everyone's texting everybody. I'm I'm old school, so I like to I like to pick up a phone and call people. Um, so I like to hear that people still do that. <laughs> I'll even write, yeah, yeah. So. I'll even write a letter. I, I'm tired of being on Zoom and uh, video conferencing. I like to just. Uh, it'd be nice if we could just be together. But um, I like to phone people. I'll write letters to people. So it's wonderful to hear that's happening. I want to ask you about because uh, I'm so excited to hear the the focus on supporting the domestic church, helping families. How are parents? adjusting to that being being more involved in their cat and their children's catechesis than they were before because now they have to be involved how is that has that been yeah. hard for parents are you finding that they're making the adjustment what's that like for you for them yeah for for some families it's a challenge that to be the to really uh, teaching their children about the catechesis 
but there's uh, some others that uh, that have seen very positive and very a blessing to have this opportunity to teach their children and have the opportunity to be united, you know. So, mm-hmm. and the same way, and actually our bishop, James Tamayo, highlight this, this uh, experience of the domestic church where they continue praying at home, even though, and, and since we started last, last year with the pandemic, so that we, they couldn't attend the, the Holy Eucharist for Mass. So, but uh, how they were developing this uh, to be united, to be together, to pray at home and in some places to watch the live streaming Masses uh, as a family, not just separately, but together, where they're participating during the, the live streaming Masses. And, of course, in regarding about catechesis and evangelization, how they were open to, to teach their children. Now, regarding with the youth, so, again, it was a challenge to, with the youth to inviting them to, to have this encounter with the Lord with the parents and continue those sessions of, of confirmation classes at home. Has the diocese thought, because there's such a variety of, of re- experiences of, uh, from families who are doing this kind of family catechesis, we'll call it, um, some seem to be doing a lot better with it. Others might be struggling a little bit more. Is the diocese thinking about doing some kind of evaluation uh, to kind of see, you know, maybe as things kind of get, quote unquote, more normal and we can meet face to face again more in our worship and in our catechesis? Do you think the diocese will do any kind of evaluation to see, uh, you know, what were the difficulties with family catechesis? Where, what was the strengths and how could we do it better? Yes, so at this time, and we're trying to, to, uh, to have the feedback from the catechists, so how have been the, the experience to, to have this model, you know, so yeah. the, where the parents are the ones who are uh, teaching, and they're just uh, following up with them. And at the same time, those catechists that they're, they're teaching using different platforms, mm-hmm. so how their experiences, and, and of course there are challenges in, in, in all of them, you know. So, but yeah, so we're in that process of hearing from the from the catechists, uh, from the directors of, of religious education, and how would be the best uh, to help the community to have this encounter with the Lord, and how they can be involved in the sense that they can, they can uh, really live in their their call to to evangelize. Mm-hmm. I really like the bishop's focus on prayer and devotion. Uh, I imagine he would be focused also on service, how we can put our faith into good works, you know, how, how our faith translates into serving uh, each other. And, and the home is such a, uh, a natural and kind of fundamental context for learning and, and living those acts of charity. Yes, absolutely. And actually, it's part of these, those sessions of, of CCD or confirmation uh, classes is always with this, uh, the plus that how they can uh, help at home and also with their neighbors, even though we're locked down, uh, but how you can help others. So probably offering uh, something from what you have at home. Uh, And and not just that, but also uh, we have the adult formation where we continue offering uh, some courses uh, where where the young adults and adults, they can receive uh, formation in, in their faith and, and how they can uh, continue serving in their communities. Oh, that's wonderful. It sounds like you're 
right you're you're doing everything you should be doing and uh that's got to make you happy and again it all goes to glorify god and serve his people that sounds terrific i'd like to just pivot for a moment and again let's go back to laredo is situated right on the u.s mexican border there um we know that uh, there are people that are beginning to caravan and come close to the border and and try to come into the united states is your diocese ready for that? Is your diocese, um, does your diocese have plans to help these immigrants? Yes. So uh, uh, we're, since three years ago, we start to be ready to receive uh, a group from Central America, uh, and uh, we're ready through Catholic charities so that uh, we, we, we help them to be in communication with, with their relatives here in the United States. And, and now for this new group that are coming, so we're ready. So Catholic Charities is ready with the support of other uh, institutes. So we're just waiting for those people who were crossing. Uh, and I heard that, that I know that other places from the border, like in Brownsville and also El Paso, so they're already receiving some people. For us, we're just waiting for, for those. Uh, and, and yeah, so the diocese is ready to welcome them and, and to uh, help in different ways. So one is giving food, others giving clothes that's needed, and third, that we can offer uh, to doing communication with the relatives here in the, in the United States. That's wonderful. Food, clothing, communication with relatives in the U.S. Are there, are there any opportunities for, and all those, by the way, as we know, are wonderful works or examples of evangelization, right? To, Jesus says, you know, what you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. And those things, feeding, uh, sheltering, clothing, all those things are wonderful things. Is there any kind of um, catechesis that can be offered for families that are trying to come in, um, find themselves, you know, stuck on the border or whatever? Is there opportunities for baptizing people, you know, preparing them for baptism if they need it or anything like that? Well, so when, uh, because as I mentioned, so we're still waiting for this new group. So, right. but what I, I can speak, I can speak this from the previous group. Right. So that when we receive them, so our experience was uh, a beautiful experience and was a blessing for the diocese because we had this opportunity to serve those who are in need and not just what is uh, the, the general things, but also have the opportunity to evangelize them. So during the time when we're receiving this group, so we have time for prayer, uh, and, and also we have the time to offer uh, Holy Mass for them. So also we have opportunities where we have uh, different movements and associations from the diocese that they offer different support in a spiritual way so that they pray together. They receive sometimes uh, artic- uh, what is religious articles that they can use for their devotions. So yes, we had the opportunity to evangelize. We had the opportunity to offer um, and this opportunity to go deeper in their encounter with the Lord, not just because of the service, but also with with uh, through the, the through the prayers. Have you personally been to the border to do this kind of evangelization? So we had the opportunity uh, because as 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 I'm in charge for the ministries and also the vocation director for the diocese. And we had the opportunity with the seminarians to help mm-hmm. and be there. And, and it was a, a beautiful experience mm-hmm. because it's not just uh, forming the priest, uh, you know, in the desk, but also 
going to approach those who are in need. And, and yeah, so we had the opportunity to work together with Catholic Charities. And also the, the bishop was there helping every day in dif the different ways. And, and I think it was, as I mentioned before, it was a blessing uh, to have this group of, of people who are coming from, from Central America that we had the opportunity to serve them, not just uh, the laity, not just the families here in the diocese, but also the, the, uh, the religious and the priests, the seminarians, so helping in different ways. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't imagine. Um, I was in seminary for a while. Uh, we always had our apostolic work that we had to do uh, throughout the seminary years. But to be there and to, to help people that are trying to, you know, seek asylum, trying to get into this. I mean, that, that must have been an extraordinary experience to, to serve those children of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, and actually even the permanent deacons and those who are in formation, mm -hmm. so they were also involved. Oh. So it was a really a blessing. I'm sure it was. That, that, what an impact on, on your vocation. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, if you, in a perfect world, if, you, if the diocese had everything that, you know, all the resources it needed, what would you like to do to continue to help people encounter Jesus Christ? What do you think people need? What, what, um, is that, what, how do they need to be encountered? Any ideas? Yeah, so uh, what, I could, uh, what I could say about this is uh, probably try to offer a, a plan or a program where we can evangelize since the parents, they're willing to, to baptize their, their, their children, mm -hmm. where they can receive the, the, the right formation, and then developing this encounter since as a domestic church, how important is uh, the, the family, you know? So marriage, how it's important, that vocation. And then developing those uh, sessions uh, of CCD where there is this uh, session between the, when, when the children, they finish their, uh, their sessions in order to receive First Communion and Reconciliation so they can have their ongoing formation. So that gap, so sometimes uh, there is this gap between First Communion and Confirmation. Mm -hmm. So offering that's a special formation between uh, these two sacraments where the, where, where the children and the youth, they're recognizing the importance of, 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 of this spiritual journey. It's not just to receive the sessions in order to receive the sacrament, but it's really this a deep encounter with the Lord and how the church wants, wants to, to help them to keep that, that relationship. And of course, after confirmation, so they have the opportunity to be involved in the church in different uh, ministries where they're not lost or, or we don't lose them in the sense of they're not coming back to church until or they get married or because of the, uh, any vocation they're, they're choosing. But uh, they can continue helping and be involved and be aware that they are part of the church, that they are members of, of the church. And I think that will be the, the, the ideal so that we can offer this formation that when people uh, they, they're passing this experience to their children and and grandchildren, so parents and and and, and children they can recognize the importance to be to be involved in the church and how God works in their sight. Mm -hmm. I think that last, first of all, I can tell how passionate you are about this and uh, about evangelization. Uh, 
I, I'm sure you're an incredible priest because you sound like a, a person who really loves to serve the people of God. And um, I just wanted to say that as an aside, but that last thing you said, I, I think is so important. And it's getting parents to realize how important it is to be involved in their children's faith formation and, and to use the word journey, to journey with them. Uh, I, I can yeah. only help uh, young people to believe that one, the gospel is true. Two, it has real impacts on people's lives. It transforms people's lives. And three, it's a journey that continues through your life. Um, do you have any, and I'll just back up and say, I think COVID for us, COVID is itself, you know, a tragedy. It's awful. The lives that it's cut short, um, the, the sorrow it's brought so many people at the same time, this has been, this last year has been a time for a lot of parishes and dioceses to rethink how they evangelize. And I think parents also, and, it, and the, the pandemic has forced parents, as we said at the beginning of this episode, it's forced parents to get more involved in the religious education of their children and the evangelization of their children. What's, can you think of how do we continue this momentum? <laughs> yes, so you know, so when, when we had this the coronavirus pandemic, so it was a challenge for the church in the in, in the whole world. But but I can speak for for us here in the United States. It was a challenge, and and it was a good opportunity to realize how important it is to highlight the value and 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 the role of the of the domestic church to continue the, this encounter with the Lord. Second, uh, how we as a, as church. We can use the social media for something good, you know. So we had we can use the social media to continue evangelizing, offering prayers, devotions, and and this encounter with the Lord. And virtually, uh, at, at the point that it was not possible uh, to attend mass, but at least the live streaming masses offered this hope, you know, uh, how the live streaming masses and and holy hours and and moment of of, of prayer. So has helped, had helped a lot and, and the communities to, to realize how God is with us, even though in this uh, pandemic, so the Lord stayed with us and he's the one who, who is the, the, the divine uh, physician and he's the one who can heal and, and of course strengthen us during these difficult moments, especially as you already mentioned, many people lost uh, their beloved and, and how the church is, is present in those times, not just in the good, but also the difficult times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're coming close to the end of our time here. Uh, did you have any story that you wanted to share evangelization or something you'd like to highlight? Uh, and then I'd like to ask you for your blessing. Sure. I think the story I, can, I would like to share is uh, the time when we uh, looked down the, 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 the churches because of, of the pandemic. So a lot of people, they were uh, thirsty and hungry to receive the Word of God and to receive Holy Communion. That was not possible during that time. And to see how uh, we're working as a team, not just in the, in the diocesan level, so with all the ministries trying to offer something for, for the families, for, for the faithful, uh, use, as I mentioned before, using all the, the, the technology, but also to see the priest uh, that there was a challenge to learn about these, how to uh, use uh, the, the social media, but they were open to, to, 
to receive uh, help and also to stream the masses in order to offer uh, this this time of, of prayer and, and unity. And I think uh, what I could say is this story that uh, how when, we, when we're working together as a church, when we're working together as a team, so we can uh, change the world. We, we can really help others to have this encounter with the Lord. And we're talking about evangelization. The new evangelization invites us to to go and to have this encounter with those who are so far from the Lord or so far from the church so that we can approach them and, and we can invite them to follow Jesus uh, and especially during the during the difficulties, even during this pandemic, how the church uh, has been present there. And of course, with, with the, the example of, of our Pope Francis that always showing the support and prayer and and really inviting everybody in the church to recognize that we are the body of Christ, that we should be, should be together and live this unity. Amen to that. We've been chatting with Father Francisco Quiros from the Diocese of Laredo. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground uh, in a very short amount of time. And again, I want to thank you for your patience, Father, as we got our audio uh, situation figured out. And this has been a, a very... A rich conversation, so I appreciate that. As I always do with my guests, I ask them for a blessing for myself and for our listeners. So, Father, would you? Sure, and before the final blessing, so again, thank you for this opportunity to share our reality here and to be united, and, and hopefully this, uh, this will help uh, to others to really continue evangelizing and being aware of the mission that we have to proclaim the good news. Amen. Okay, let's implore, let's implore the blessing of the Lord in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Father, give you thanks for this opportunity to uh, to be united virtually and, and have this, uh, this uh, fruitful conversation where we'll dialogue about how to proclaim the good news, how to continue uh, catechizing, catechizing and evangelizing in, in, our, in our church. We ask you to send the Holy Spirit upon us to continue building the kingdom of God here on earth. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That concludes our Amen. Thanks be to God. That concludes our episode of Chattachesis. Uh, thank you for listening to us, and we'll chat with you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chattachesis. Head over to sadlyreligion.com forward slash podcast to hear more. And don't forget to request your sample and trial of Christ in Us and our bilingual edition, Cristo in Nosotros, at sadlyreligion.com forward slash CIU.